G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And on Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. All the updates from things happening on the weekend as we check on the political agenda. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan's back with us. Welcome back to 2020, Dan. Thank you, Neil. Great to be here. Dan, let's start with the Essendon Football Club. Last week, uh, the big news, uh, I might even venture to categorise it, perhaps uh, one of the biggest uh, line in the sand, uh, big breaking stories that affects uh, our culture here in Australia, uh, where the Essendon Football Club's newly appointed CEO, Andrew Thorburn, was forced to resign due to his Christian beliefs and church involvement. Uh, You've obviously been monitoring that along too. What are your perceptions, Dan? Well, it's an interesting one, Neil. I think it's useful for us to categorise this, you know, in the context. So first of all, Israel Folau 2019, that was about his freedom of speech. He said something. Then the Manly Seven earlier this year was about freedom from enforced speech. They didn't want to wear a jersey that said something. And now Andrew Thorburn, uh, another football story, is about freedom of association. So Andrew has said nothing, uh, but um, attends. In fact, he's a <coughs> chairman of the board of City on a Hill in Melbourne. Now, um, and what is an issue here is his association. So um, I don't think it's very relevant, Neil, that he's a chairman of the board, because um, any church member, um, if he was merely a church member, they might have found out, well, you go to City on a Hill. They have said this in a sermon in 2013. What they said was homosexuality is a sin, but they, you know, um, was a very supportive set of statements, and in there was the phrase homosexuality is a sin. Uh, they also said that, um, uh, you know, we, we look back and we grieve at the Holocaust. Um, we may look back later and grieve in a, in a similar way about abortion. Uh, that, that, that was the tone in which all that was said. So uh, this was put to him, and... Um, he was basically asked, well, you know, you have to choose your church or the football club because what's said by City on a Hill, a church which you won't denounce, uh, is inconsistent with our values. So uh, he is being um, strung up for associating with a church that has orthodox Christian views. And my concern, Neil, is this, is that if the Essendon Football Club is correct, if that's a correct thing to do, then any employer could target any church-going employee um, and, you know, assert, well, the church you go to, uh, their values are not consistent with the values of this organisation, so you have to go. So it's really a very low watermark uh, for, you know, I suppose to trip a risk for basically anybody who goes to church. Anyone who goes to church, and uh, I think you can assess whether you might be at risk, Dan, if your workplace has an inclusion and diversity policy. And uh, there have been 
workplaces, uh, departments, have been working on these feverishly now for a number of years, uh, trying to get all these things in place. And if your workplace actually has that sort of policy, then that probably puts you a little at risk, doesn't it? Well, I think so. You know, we, we, we don't want to be alarmist, but I don't think we are. Um, we are in a situation now where uh, being a Christian uh, is a risky business, particularly if you're associating with a large corporation. Now, thankfully, not everyone is buying into this madness. Um, you know, I see today that Deloitte, Australia's chief executive, Adam Poe, has, you know, defended Andrew Thorburn, says, look, this is, this is wrong. Uh, you know, Deloitte's, they'd be as, you know, uh, mainstream as any consulting firm. They're saying, look, you know, when you, when you get rid of Christians like this, you miss out on diversity and the, um, the different approaches that come with that, and this is wrong. So, I'm glad he's not alone in this. I'm glad that we have other corporates speaking up for Andrew Thorburn, uh, but um, it's concerning. And Neil, we have had, um, we launched a platform on Friday afternoon to allow people to write to the board of the Essendon Football Club, including its chairman and the AFL, and to say, look, this is, this is absolutely not okay. This is not fair play. Uh, this is not something that we will, um, we, we will tolerate. And so I imagine that the Essendon Football Club thought, well, look, we'll get a couple of days of bad headlines, then it will blow over. But in truth, over the course of the weekend, some 10, over 10,000 people have written to the club and to its board members um, complaining that Christians aren't welcome at the club and that uh, football culture has become toxic and making the point that, um, you know, why should we be able to go to an Essendon football match, but have to leave our faith at the gate. So these complaints are being made um, and we will. We are in the process of developing a petition to go to Prime Minister Albanese um, based on this saying, look, people want him to bring in actual protections uh, for freedom, uh, you know, freedom from this type of uh, dismissal. So that's underway Neil, to give people some relevant activity. Dan, late last week there were calls for reinstatement in the CEO role that came from the opposition leader, Peter Dutton, and there are calls uh, or speculation that he might you know, undertake some level of legal action against the Essendon mm. Football Club now, and given you've got this sort of legal background as a barrister, um, for mm. listeners, uh, where would that where would that sit uh, legally? Is it is it possible that he might uh, pursue damages here? And should he? Because perhaps some are saying, well, unless you do fight for this right, it'll be completely lost. You're you're absolutely right. Um, religious, religious belief or activity is a protected attribute under the Victorian Equal Opportunity Act, and that that means that an employer. Uh, cannot discriminate against an employee by reason of religious belief. So the law in Victoria is quite clear that he would have a cause of action. So whether or not he chooses um, uh, is a matter for him. But uh, he should not have to choose between his job and his religious activity. Uh, in you know, and other protected attributes, there are opinions, body, um, pregnancy. In other words, you don't have to choose between your job and these things and to and for the Essendon Football Club and my view is that to have put this choice to him that uh, does constitute 
unlawful discrimination. Now, I'm not a practising lawyer. I don't have the final say on this, but I think the wording of the legislation is pretty clear. Dan, you're a Victorian, and uh, you know I can't uh, leave a conversation like this without some reflection on the Victorian Premier, who uh, was owning his own faith as a Catholic and uh, thinks that holding positions on marriage and abortion uh, that Andrew Thorburn holds uh, to be abhorrent. Uh, now, some are saying this is the height of hypocrisy, but isn't it the case that you know if you're the premier of a nation uh, of a state as you are in Victoria and you're holding to the views or are you saying you're actually aligning yourself with the Catholic Church that that it's the same thing as Andrew Thorburn shouldn't the par- shouldn't the premier be removed well on the, on strict logic yes because no doubt the the pope and uh, church leaders including um, uh, archbishop Comensoli, uh would have a view that um, homosexuality is not in line with the Bible, uh, practicing homosexuality, and that abortion is wrong. And so, yeah, if, if he aligns himself with Catholicism, he would be at risk. But what he actually said was that the comments that made on the City on a Hill website in 2013 in those sermons were bigotry, they were hatred, they were absolutely appalling. So he, you know, is having a bit each way, if you like, uh, but he is certainly... Um, uh, coming down very hard on Andrew Thorburn and believes that he is unfit to have any senior leadership role um, in the Essendon Footy Club or anywhere else in society. Dan, just to um, you know, bring the pressure down here for listeners who might be concerned about holding these sorts of views, that these views that are under contention now, these are mainstream views on marriage and family and the value of life of a baby in the womb and things that we talk about so often on a program like this, uh, being pro-life, being pro-family. It certainly is a major change that these are no longer considered mainstream. That's something that some people will be very concerned about, but uh, some might be thinking, maybe I need to revisit how I think about those views. What are your thoughts just for holding firm because uh, those views are not going to be changing. They're still going to be the obvious views that we'll hold on to for generations to come. Well, I think as faithful Christians, we will be persecuted. And, um, you know, certainly compared to what happens in countries like Pakistan, you know, this is low-level persecution, but uh, it is persecution nevertheless. So we shouldn't change our views. Uh, we should uh, always seek to do our best to be faithful to Jesus faithful to the Bible, faithful to uh, the uh, creation truth of male and female and the importance of life at every stage. So we must remain faithful uh, even under pressure. That is our Christian calling. Dan, I think this is the biggest biggest item to be talking about, but there's some other really significant ones. Let's touch on those perhaps uh, quickly, but uh, the March for the Babies on the weekend. Uh, how do you describe how the outcome of that was? Look, it was pretty tumultuous, to be honest, Neil. Um, Bernie Finn was speaking. He's a pro-life MP. Uh, the stage was stormed and there was a tussle with Bernie on the stage. Uh, so there were quite a number of um, you know, uh, pro-abortion activists uh, who were very angry in the crowd, wearing devil's horns and um, you know, with some pretty horrible um, signs on their T-shirts. Uh, very activated. I think this is all because of Roe versus Wade being appealed in the U.S., so that's uh, caused a, a lot of militancy in the pro-abortion movement and they, um, they took vengeance really on 
the very peaceful mums and dads with babies in strollers at the March for the Babies in Melbourne on the weekend. Um, it's not surprising, given the repeal of Roe versus Wade, uh, but it shows the uh, the difficult nature of the spiritual battle we are in. Obviously, we you know our fight is not against these people. It's a spiritual battle, and it, it manifests through people often who are you know uh, quite broken themselves, uh, who Jesus loves. But it's something we have to contend with, and they certainly uh, uh, was a battle. Uh, very visible in Melbourne on Saturday. Uh, not just simmering along, but at times boiling over this sort of anti-Christian, anti-life sentiment, and especially being seen in Victoria. You've got a state election coming up at the end of November. Uh, any thoughts on how things are likely to work out with the state election? Uh, from what I understand it, uh, Dan Andrews is not really facing a whole lot of stiff opposition, but uh, what are your thoughts for the upcoming election? Well, there's a very strong you know, sentiment and seem to be backing by polling that Daniel Andrews is quite safe. Um, but in a sense, he's written his own um, campaign message saying that Christianity is bigotry, hatred and absolutely appalling. And so I think he has certainly damaged himself here. Uh, Matthew Guy he does not hate Christians. He's definitely um, a fellow traveller with Christians. Uh, he hasn't been as strong as many would like. But uh, that's quite different to Daniel Andrews, who's been quite militant against Christians. And so I think over the last week, uh, for Christians, uh, Daniel Andrews himself has done the work of designing the messaging uh, that will be deployed, no doubt, by many Christian groups in the lead up to this election. I noticed there's, uh, you know, at least the opposition in Victoria has got a bit of a headline on uh, reducing the cost of a fare on the train system in Melbourne. Uh, there's some, some things here that some are talking about as positives. Those are not faith issues so much. But so far as these sorts of issues and uh, and Matthew Guy as a, you know, potential uh, alternative premier, uh, do, does, he, does he have a chance, do you think, in your estimation? Look, if he if he was successful, he would have to beat all the polling that is available. And, you know, there's a question about, well, would the uh, Andrew Thorburn incident be relevant to the election? Look, it might be. Uh, I know the Christians will mobilise on this. And what will be, I think, important for us to do, Neil, is to do some sort of polling now about views and then do that polling at the end of the campaign and just see to what extent this message has cut through. Uh, I, I would think this will have the impact of reducing the margin in his own seat of Mulgrave. Uh, Christians will be active in Mulgrave, and there's no doubt that um, uh, the statements that he made last week describing beliefs that almost all of the churches have in Melbourne as bigotry will have an impact. Uh, let's. Time's running short. Uh, let me ask you about one more very important issue, Dan. And that is the fact that the Australian Christian Lobby has now been designated as a hate group. Uh, what are your initial reactions to that thought? Well, it's um, this is something by a US organisation uh, and pro-life groups uh, and pro-family groups like the Heritage Foundation get listed in these, uh, these lists produced by the Southern Poverty Law Centre uh, who create these lists to uh, basically try to shame pro-family, pro-life groups. Um, at the end of the day, to do that to Australian Christian lobby is defamatory. 
Uh, it's divisive and it's just completely untrue. And, um, you know, this is a, a left-wing extremist group from America who are basically saying Christians are the problem. And, um, you know, we're honestly, you know, we, we have had enough of this, um, you know, and in a sense, you know, ACL, we're pretty robust. But uh, while we get named in that way in the same week, Andrew Thorburn gets booted from his football club. So, you know, I suppose all the Christians are in this um, uh, this group or, or this category of, of uh, uh, inverted commas, promoting hate. So it is time for the Albanese government to put some real protections in place for people of faith, and we are calling on the Albanese government to do just that. And for listeners uh, to keep up with where this, uh, this project would go uh, so far as religious discrimination and protection for believers, uh, I'll encourage you to keep checking the Australian Christian Lobby website. They've got uh, updates on their, uh, their pursuit of those plans. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. The ACL website is acl.org.au. The Australian Christian Lobby, acl.org.au, and there may be some ways that you can take action on some of these things we're talking about today and be a part of uh, the solution and not just uh, a bystander, acl.org.au. Dan Flynn, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. That's my pleasure, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.